Welcome to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Today I've got our editor extraordinaire, Michelle, and sitting next to me is Karen, my roommate. Hello. Today we're doing the new slate of animation shows that came out throughout all the fucking streaming networks. Uh, let's get started. So the first one on the list is Central Park, the new show that looks almost exactly like Bob's Burgers. Created by Josh Gad, Lauren Bouchard, and Nora Smith. What did you guys think of this one? Like, I felt like there were some elements of the musical shit that didn't work for me. But I thought overall, like, the entertainment was there. Like, well, you also don't like musicals. So I think you were, like, caught off guard by the fact that it was a musical. It's just, like, the music always seems so corny to me. <laughs> like, there's very few musicals, I guess, show musicals that, like, I'm into like Crazy X, I guess is the only that's, one. Yeah, that's the only one that I can think of. That you yeah, like. I'm not, I'm not really into them that much. But I mean, I guess it works for this. But I just, it just, I didn't know it was gonna be like a musical musical. I thought it was just gonna be like occasional songs. I, I just, I got me off guard. I guess. Sorry, what were we gonna say, you, Michelle? You just hate musicals and joy. That's yeah, that's your thing. So yeah. what, what did you guys think of the musical elements of this? I like the musical elements, but, like, I like musicals, so... But I guess I'm asking, did you like the ones here? Like, was it... Because they're, like, I guess comical, but... Yeah, but I feel like all musicals are slightly, like, corny or comical to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. It's more the, it's more the like, juxtaposition between... I, it's not, like, raunchy humor, but, like, smartish, Bob's Burgers-esque humor. Like juxtaposed with this corny like singing about i don't know some fucking antic i didn't i didn't think it mixed all that well i feel like bob's burgers kind of like tries to like tiptoe along that though yeah but they're like special they're like special episodes designated to that kind of thing yeah so i think that's why it worked it just felt like a long bob's burgers episode where like they decided to make it a musical Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't think it's bad by any chance, by any, like, I just think that the premise of the show, the musical, was kind of the weakest part for me. Like, that's not why, what I liked about the first episode. I liked it. I, I'm, I agree with Michelle. I, well, I genuinely like musical stuff. Uh-huh. I think it worked. I think it was pretty, like, clever in, like, a family-friendly kind of way. Mm-hmm. And, like, with Bob's Burgers, like, it's about the world that's created, and I think, you know, you get these, like, colorful characters. And... See, it's, I think, I disagree. I think it's more about the characters than it is the world. Bob Dorcas is a small town and, like, a family in that small town. But you care about the characters, not the town. I think it's all it's, part it's of the world. I, I think it's, it's both. I think it's, like, character building and part of the world. Yeah. Like, Central Park is the focus of this. And there's, like, a, an like a evil character. And, like, the world is within Central Park. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked the guy who was running the park. I liked his story, and I like, I like oh, the antics of it all. Like all that is funny. Mm-hmm. It's just I just think that the, I guess like the main part of the show was not that attractive to me. Mm. It was basically like the Bob's Burger elements that worked for me, but also it was like a different show. You just didn't like that you weren't attached to a character like you would be in Bob's Burgers. Like, who's your favorite character in Bob's Burgers? Bob, I guess. I don't know. But you can't, like, right now you're not really thinking about the characters in Central Park, right? It's like, not it's necessarily that. Them. It's just that 
I think the show wanted you to care about the musical stylings and I ended up caring about mostly just like this melodrama between the characters about saving the park or whatever. You know, like I, that's what I'm interested in, the sitcom parts of it. I don't really care about the musical parts as much. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, that's just my opinion. What did you guys think? I thought the musicals worked. I thought they blended in well with the story. Like even Birdie, the narrator. Mm -hmm. I like that. Like they have a narrator, but he's also like singing like about what's going on. I feel like that makes it more interesting than just like a random like person just talking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like narrators can be boring sometimes. So like adding a musical element to him kind of made him more interesting. I also like the musical aspect because you get to really look into each character and like their desires without them. Like it, it made it easy to like talk about their desires within the first episode. You know what I mean? So like within the pilot, you kind of already know what everyone wants based off of like that one musical number in the middle of the episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as a pilot, I think it's, it's a good pilot. Like, or like it, it has everything it needs. Mm-hmm. I just, I, the thing for me was, uh, I thought some of the musical performances were bad. <laughs> like, I just, like, I like musicals if the music is good. And if the music is not good or, like, not enjoyable, I just, like, forget about it. Like, there were some musical performances where I'm like, yeah, this is fine. It's, that's what it is. Yeah, like, like time. none of the songs, like, stuck to you. Right? Yeah, I can't remember one song. I can't remember it. But you get what I mean, right? Like, that's that's what I'm getting at is, like, there was no, there, there were not very memorable songs. Mm. The humor was there, like, the. The humor of that very like dry kind of like they rec- they they record jokes that like you don't know if they're actually jokes or like it's just like they're being weird like oh, oh, yeah. okay like like, like that, that kind of shit specific things that like are specific to language but in tv shows they take them out because they don't make sense but it works to add like the humor yeah like the whatever. cushion of like oh um yeah like or like they call oh like Josh Gad was like standing outside and like looking at their like watching them from the outside, and he was just he was just being awkward. But like I work, I can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking about this like thing that I haven't seen in such a long time now. But those elements work for me. The music I can't remember much of it, and I remember also not liking the rap, but I can't remember the rap. So your whole thing is you just don't like the music, you just like the quirks of the characters, and like that's what carries the show for you. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, the music is hit or miss a lot of the times. Yeah. But sometimes it's really catchy. But if it, it, it if the music is not as good as as you want it to be in one episode, like at least there's a plot to keep moving it forward. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I was just like, oh, maybe this this episode or this song wasn't the best, but like, it's kind of exciting to see or to be able to see like more music later on, and maybe you're like you fall in love with a, a song or yeah, you know, it just hits you a little different in different episodes. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think that's the thing about musicals, and that's why I'm so turned off by them. Is that like, yeah, eighty percent of the songs are not good, and then you just have to stick around and hope that there is one. Or think of like Crazy Girlfriend, like not well, all of the songs, songs were good. A lot of them were, but also like the a story good chunk was good. Of the, yeah, the, the, that we had the story to fall back on. Yeah. I was just gonna say that, like, I feel like musicals. Most of the musical numbers 
I feel like aren't necessarily like they don't necessarily have to be good. I feel like their main goal is to just carry the story along. So it doesn't really bug me that like a lot of the songs weren't like catchy because that's not really what I'm looking for in a musical. Like I'm not looking for catchy music. Like, yeah, it's a plus, but for the most part, like the music is just kind of a condensed version of just getting all this information across. Did you just mansplain musicals to me? Yes. I know. I mean, I I get, I get all that. It's just like, it's not always fun to watch. I don't want to hear somebody talk about something through a song. And it's usually like not, it's kind of like expositionary Mm -hmm. or like there's, there's like a lot of exposition sometimes. I just thought Mm -hmm. it was fine. Like those, those elements of the show were fine. Like I get it. That's what people like, but I just, I just wasn't that impressed with it. But I mean, I I respect your, your guys' opinion on that. I agree with you that it makes, like if a song is like kind of hard to listen to, it kind of ruins the experience. Sometimes if I'm like watching a musical and I already like don't like the song, I like think it's a drag to watch it. I have to have to sit through it because I'm like, I I can't believe I have to sit through two minutes of this until we get to the next scene. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, anyway, like let's, let's move into, sorry, not to say anyway on your point, (laughs) but I meant like, all right, do you feel like, is there anything else you guys want to say about the show? Okay. So in the intro, uh, Birdie, who's the narrator, kind of like gives an introduction to Central Park in general. And he brings up the history, like in the theme, but he kind of just glosses over it. It's like the history of it being a village where a lot of black people were living and then how that was taken away from them. And then the park was built on it. Mm. Yeah. See, that's interesting. Cause like, I mean, I, this isn't super related, but there was that thing in the news recently where Jenny Slate was it Jenny? Not Jenny Slate. Kristen Bell, she's the main character. She's black. One of the main characters. She she said that she's gonna quit her this role because she's she's not black or whatever. Mm. Same thing with Jenny Slate from mm-hmm. Big Mouth. But yeah. yeah, I mean that is kind of funny that like they're glossing over it, and at the same time they're like in the news for. I mean, it's it's not as like egregious or like as terrible as replacing like an entire community with a park, but. There is something there that's, I guess, funny. And, yeah, it, it's also, like, the thing of, like, what Deadpool does when, like, he explains something to you as, like, a joke. But is that funny? Like, did you, did you find that funny, Michelle? <laughs> like, when he, when he just was just like, oh, yeah, we just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. I mean, not really, just because it's, like, that's really fucked up that we're just glossing over it, like, in this, like, long-ass song. It's just, like, one line. You know what I mean? But the but the fact that it, like it's played for laughs is that is that funny? I mean, it's kind of one of those like haha. We refuse to look at our history and like acknowledge it, but also it's like that's not that funny. It's kind of fucked up. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Me I guess that. No, no, no. I one hundred percent. I think that's a good point, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and the main characters are black. Yeah, <laughs> which is strange. Now that I think about it. Yeah. All right, so what was, anything else about the show you guys want to bring up? The voice acting was good, though. Like, it yeah. has, like, a bunch of... And there's also a budget behind it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, a lot of the voice actors are professional singers or, like, musical... Yeah. Broadway musical stars. 
Yeah. It's always great to hear and to see them. Two parts of like, Frozen cast, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's like half the Frozen cast, half the fucking Hamilton cast. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there is talent here. I just, I mean, that's the thing about, like, I, I think that's, Karen really hit it on the, the head when she talks about, like, hit, there really are hit or miss. The music is hit or miss. Like, there's all this talent. And sometimes the the music the music was funny or whatever it is charming, but other times just because it was that's how music was work, it just was it just kind of dragged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think with that, I will go with a maybe I just do three maybe three point two rating broken mm-hmm. TVs. What would you go, Michelle? I think I'd give it like a a four. Okay. Four for the episode. Like, I feel like it really worked to introduce all the characters and, like, everything that they want. You get the plot in the first episode. I found the musicals entertaining. Are you going to keep watching it? Yeah. Okay. Mm. What about you, Kay? I think in terms of, like, a pilot, I think it does a lot. Like, it it really does a good job, and it does a lot of, like, heavy lifting. So give it a 3.8, maybe. What would you keep watching? I think I want to keep watching. I don't know if I will, though. I think I think it's also the thing of, like, I would have had to have cared for the characters to want to watch them mm-hmm. sing story. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching. I, I might watch it, like, in the background, but I'm not, like, it's, it's not a priority anymore. All right, let's move on. So the next episode, the next animation power hour thing is uh, Crossing Swords, the new Hulu show that is, like, a figurine stop motion, stop motion thing it seemed very like uh robot chicken-esque um, wasn't it the creators of robot chicken or yeah no not the creators i think it's either the producers, producers or like you know people who worked on the robot chicken team mm-hmm. and it was created yeah. by john uh harvatine the fourth i don't know why that's there and tom <laughs> Rook. um because <laughs> there's three more of them yeah, four they... more no yeah. yeah what did you guys think of this one I hated this, and I hate you for making me watch this. Really? <laughs> yes. I hated it. There were some, like, genuinely funny moments, though. Really? As I was watching it, I, I was like, this feels like something that maybe you'd find funny in high school. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would agree that there is that, that for sure. I'm like an asshole, but, like, yeah, I just... like, it just pedestri- like The humorous pedestrian, Michelle? <laughs> I mean, Basically. yeah, like, that. I think that's, I was expecting that, and then it ended up being that, but also, like, genuinely, <laughs> like, I genuinely laughed at times. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, it wasn't the best show, but it was enjoyable, and, like, it seems like a show that you could just put on and, like, you know, passive laughs. There are also some good jokes. I don't yeah. know, but I can't remember them. I also feel like they were like just spitting jokes at you. You know, oh, like yeah, they were yeah. just like continuously, like if you don't, like you're blinking, you'll miss it kind of jokes. Yeah. Which made me, like, in like made me invested because I was like, oh yeah, like I want to, I want to know what these jokes are. So yeah. I, like I want to pay attention to what's happening here so I can like figure it out later or something. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, but I agree that the jokes. Like it's just like it's it's immature humor. Like it's a lot of like, like they cast boob a, jokes yeah. and they cast like a wide net. Some of them were really clever and a lot of them. Were. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt. It just felt like they were just throwing a bunch of jokes, like hoping that like one of them lands. But like 
I don't know. To me, it just felt overwhelming because, like, there were so many bad jokes that, like, the decent ones, I was just kind of like, heh, I guess. How? Heh. <laughs> <laughs> you said it like that? Heh, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not, like, I'm not defending it crazy, but I thought because it was, like, I mean, okay, so, like, I think it's, there are parts of this that are, like, they're interesting, because, well, first, the animation is, is strange, it's different, it's not the same as, like, what we're used to. Also, mm. it's not as, like, ridiculously over the top as Robot Chicken, like, I think that they're, like, the fact that it has, like, a somewhat of a story, and it's easy to follow along, I, it just seems like one of those animation shows that you can throw on, or, like, you might come across, and I think that's why I was, like interested in it because it was just like we saw it on hulu and it was like let's let's just check it out and then it ended up being like not great but like you can it's fine i think they also made good use of the animation yeah and like Mm. it was there was a lot of like physical humor because of the animation like the animation is different and so you can see textures and like little little details like that which i thought was really fun well that's yeah i like the the animation i think played a big part because it's like practical and like stop motion or whatever. Also, mm. probably computer generated. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Michelle, you don't like it, but I thought, you, <laughs> I thought for some reason you would. And it's just the premise is basically like there's this guy that's like a they it's end a up medieval, jousting. Or it's something, a medieval right? world, and it's like a hopeful night. Yeah, but I, I think that's pretty much what we can say about it. Is just like it. It truly did feel like the equivalence of like channel scrolling at night, and then you're like, mm-hmm. ah, "That wasn't bad, but it wasn't great." Like you're not probably <laughs> you're probably not seeking it out, and you'll probably finish it in a night, like, yeah. and then you'll forget about it. Because I, f- I also mm-hmm. do feel like that's lost. Because every every show now feels like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like if it doesn't hit right away, like it's not like because no one talked about this. Like I didn't see. I didn't see this talked about at all in, in the way that like some of the animation shows are, but I guess yeah. that we're, we're starting to come into a time where like there's so much animation, newer animation coming out that like yeah there there's there's gonna be some bad shit and some decent shit, and this isn't like you know the there's no one attached to this, but it seems like it's kind of expensive because it's like a that kind of show, but it kind of went under the radar and no one really watched it. I just thought it was creative and like it was interesting to watch, but yeah, I, I don't think it's like the best or anything. Yeah. So I think I'll, 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 I'll. What do you? What would you rate it, Michelle? I'll give it a two because I mean, yeah, in the background maybe like you could tolerate it, but if you're really watching it, I don't think I, I didn't think it was good. Yeah, we just watched that kitty orphanage part. And I was, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of made me low, 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 low. Not hey. Not. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate it, Michelle? Oh, it's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're doing like the parent thing where you call me. Yeah, you go through the Rolodex of all your siblings. I agree with you. I don't think, like, it's not the best, but it's it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Just, it's like, I guess it's mind numbing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it, in that, like, you get some genuinely funny moments. Yeah, you get some, hey. It's a mess. I guess it's... <laughs> I'm that's never all you can really hope for. In this life. 
some good nicks. <laughs> I, I haven't rated it. I guess I give it a 2.83 maybe. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not very confident in my grading. Time, in my grading. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is kind of like a one of them shows. Yeah. It doesn't require that much. Like I'll throw on an episode. Yeah. Maybe from time to time. It's not like we're diehard for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same. I'll go. Th- I'll go three because it wasn't. Uh, maybe like three and a half because it wasn't bad. And I, I genuinely like lol. I'm more than half, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait, we didn't do predictions for. For and we haven't been Central Park. Pre- I think Central Park got renewed already, and this one I think it's gonna get canceled. It's probably too expensive and like nobody wants shit or talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys say? Same. Yeah, I think it'll get canceled. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next show. Uh, which is close enough, the new HBO Max show created by J.G. Quintel of regular show fame. Uh, what did you guys think of this one? I really liked it. It was, I mean, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but the pandemic's making me, like, nostalgic as fuck. And it was just kind of nice to, like, have that regular show feel, but, like, with a slightly, like, new premise. Like, yeah. it's feels almost exactly the same but there's new characters and i mean i enjoyed that yeah i see that so i don't know anything about the regular show you never watch regular show Mm-mm. ever nope the one Which with like the one? bird and the okay raccoon? so okay i thought it was that but yeah. i wasn't even sure about that but i've never watched an episode what yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know that oh i thought well I didn't know that you never. What about you? Never saw Adventure Time. You didn't like a show. I watched episodes of Adventure Time, mm. but never like a diehard fan. Mm. So what did you think? Uh, being like having not seen. <laughs> it was it was cute. It was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, there were some parts where like I, I genuinely lulled. Uh huh. Well, if but you I like Gravity know. Falls, I think. This is a little... Yeah, this kind of reminds me of Gravity Falls. But directly, like, more, like, odd yeah. in some ways. But, like, I feel like there are some parts of this that, that dated, like, that, that would date regular show, too. Like, the kind of, like, those moments of, like, them hyping themselves up. Like, yeah, we're going to do that. Like, we're going to do that so hard. Like, shit like that. You know what I mean? It mm. feels like it was when Cartoon Network thought that, like, they could... Like, the joke was put a white person, like, a white kid, someone like Finn from Adventure Time... And make him say these things that you probably wouldn't expect him to do because he's quirky and weird. It just that's how it reads now, and especially because like this is an HBO Max show and it's like supposed to be a little bit more for adults. It feels like he's just taking the same. Well, I, I know that regular show had like a a bumpy road because it was supposed to be like an adult show about like humans being in a zoo and like mm-hmm. visiting them, mm-hmm. but he never got to do that. So I, this seems like yeah, is he's trying to like put his foot down and like say this is like adult regular yeah. show but those elements i think didn't age all that well but beyond that like it's still super enjoyable super fun very digestible very like easy to watch the only thing that i had an issue with was when they go to the fashion district which props mm. to them for going to the fashion district that was cool that like they showed but then they like showed this fucking piñata man like cutting up op- surgically cutting open this piñata and serving candy like 
I don't know what the fuck. It, it just, it seemed tone deaf and, like, dumb to me. And, like, a lot of, like... like othering and, like... Yeah, like, me- Mexican stereotype shit. And... Yeah, he literally says, like, oh, I'm sorry about Zoot Suit. I- I'm sorry I wasted our money on Zoot Suits and Churros. Yeah, and I think that, that this is exactly that kind of, like, quirkiness of, like, performing weirdness and, like randomness like the fact that he had a churro and like bought these different and the first things. thing he said was like oh my god churro like they get there and the first thing he says oh my yeah god, churros. Like the fact that he's talking about it in that way at least it wasn't tacos at least he didn't say like oh my god tacos <laughs> yes which is but <laughs> which like that been so much worse but the thing is about it is like <laughs> that's so much of what animation did for so long like that was it's weird that okay so i have a lot of thoughts about this one it's interesting that before this, we would get relegated, like Latinos and Latino shit, um, would get relegated to that, to just tacos. Like, think of like Invader Zim, right? Like, how Gurr was obsessed with eating tacos, or like the randomness was like about tacos. Deadpool, food. same thing, like eating tacos, right? Mm-hmm. And now, like, we're shown as people, like, we're shown as people in this, this, uh, the, the fashion district, but it's still boiled down to like stereotypes like weird stereotypes in the service of like these two white people who literally just go to the fashion district the wife is supposed to be mexican Uh, because i watched a little show and in the show like she's supposed to be mexican Uh, one of the characters they didn't say that in the first episode oh i mean i don't know I'm, i'm just telling you like in the series they tell you that she's mexican uh anyway but like okay her last name is emily ramirez oh is she the character gotcha well, anyway, like, I, but other than that, like, that's just to say this shit that I was just like, that was weird. And then, like, the, so, like, the guy, the main character, J.G. Quintel, they go to the fashion district and they try on, like, these, these clothes or whatever. And then he gets his wallet stolen. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God. It's, if he's a Mexican kid or, like, he's, like, some little brown kid, it's, this is going to fucking suck. Um, yeah. But then they made him, like, British. And I guess that was fine. But, like... The fact that they had set it up in this way and it made me think about it like that. I, t- I think that that is troublesome to that. Like I had already based on like the way they were talking and like they had set this up. I thought it could have gone there. And I think that is kind of like the blind spot of those shows where like the humor was that like, Haha, we're like acting black right now. And yeah. I don't think that that aged all that well for me. Mm. Mm. um and it's fine like it's it's just it's like i get it it's it's a juxtaposition of like this white person saying something quirky but i don't know if that's humor anymore for me mm. it was just fine yeah that some of it but there were there were generally some good moments that made me laugh well so if we're if you're thinking about it that way though like or if we're looking at like dissecting it uh-huh. unpacking it the one that experiences like all of like the looniness is the white character in this yeah when the like the Mexican character, the wife, she's like genuinely like looking for a good bargain and like shopping around and she even speaks Spanish. Yeah. Like, well, that's the stuff that humanizes the, uh, those characters and the stuff that he's doing is just like, I don't know. Like, he's just, I guess, kind of othering them. But I, yeah. I they even call him like, they even say that he's like a, like like a white, white boy. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. second part of the episode was great. The deconstruction of like, we're stuck in a sitcom and like, we just have to follow the format. That felt great. Like that felt like they were doing something that regular show couldn't do. Like they were 
changing shit and like really challenging and like doing stuff that it made sense that like they were on HBO Max and like whatever. Like I, I just that was that was way more enjoyable than the first one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually really liked the second part of yeah. the first episode just because I even the premise I think is just a refreshing premise for an animated show that it's a it's a couple trying to raise their daughter and they're like living with roommates because they're they they can't afford to live out like yeah. live independently. And so I, I really like that premise for an animated show. They are parents mm-hmm. and they have like grown up problems and uh, it really highlights it in the second part of the first episode when she's window shopping for houses and she's mm-hmm. like, I, I will probably not be able to afford this anytime soon, but going to open houses is like a good escape for me. Yeah. And like the, that's a regular premise that would be in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Where like this mom, you know, whatever, and she learned the lesson that she, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they changed it into like a completely different thing, like a fourth yeah. wall thing. And, like, and I think what Michelle was saying about like nostalgia, like even though I didn't watch it, watch regular show, at that point you guys were teenagers, right? Like when it was no, on. No, yeah. Well, now you've grown up though, mm-hmm. and like you're you're proper grown ups now, and it's like this is the next. I mean, stage. I don't know why you're <laughs> harping on the grown up part. Like we like we're adults when we watched. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were in college life hadn't hit you then you you know he's like yeah you fucking stupid nerds like cartoons and shit <laughs> i did pre- like i prefaced it with i didn't grow i didn't watch the first installment i don't know anything about it yeah, first installment <laughs> <laughs> the first volume of this. but yeah i mean i think that's kind of all i have to say about it anything else you guys want to say yeah no, if nothing else then we can write it well, you go first. I'll give it a 3.5. I usually don't even like shows like this, but this mm-hmm. was actually pretty enjoyable. What don't you like about shows like this? Sometimes they go a little too far in the absurd, like the absurdism and the surreal. Mm-hmm. And that's when they lose me. And I'm like, I, I don't even know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, so here's <laughs> there's this thing that Cameron, uh, Kevin. Damn. You know, I told my mom, and my mom asked me, like, what are things that you call me? Like, do you have pet names for me? Karina. And I'm like, Carmen. I don't know. He calls me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He calls me Carmen. <laughs> he calls me Karina. <laughs> anyway, Kevin. Um, <laughs> so this is the thing. I think that, yeah, this highlights that in the same way where I don't like musicals, you don't like shows of this nature. Because I think, like, we were talking about this off pod, like, just regular. I like Spongebob growing up and I felt like Spongebob uh, would like prime me for a lot of the otter animation stuff. And then mm. following in line with that, I feel like Adventure Time, like this is post Adult Swim because I, I was a big fan of all the Adult Swim, but post Adult Swim, Adventure Time and regular show and even stuff like Gravity Falls, they were in that like weird kind of like, it was kind of like the, in the 2010s, that's just where animation started to go. And it's, it's kind of that weird, like the weirdness really took over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, it did feel nostalgic because it was the stuff that we watched during that time when that shit was popular. But it's also, I just don't think you ever, that you ever got into it. Like you missed the, you missed the boat on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's true. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. One day you'll have- I could just never hear. All right, let's close it out. 
Wait, did I did I read it? I don't know. I think I'd go for this one. I would go probably like a four. I think it worked. I just if it didn't have that fucking part where like he was just being dumb, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't even bother me. But it was just it was just kind of annoying. I guess. But I would go four. It was enjoyable. It was funny. It was creative. It's weird. It's a good. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good time. I mean, I think I'm gonna give it a four. Also, I really enjoyed it, and I agree with you. Like that was like, because I, I saw the whole season, and I mean, for the most part, I liked it. But the first episode, that scene was like one of the scenes that stood out to me the most. That like irked me was the was when they went to the fashion district. So yeah. I mean, that's why I also wanted to like talk about it because. Like, yeah, it was nostalgic for me, but also that did feel... I don't know. It just feels shitty to see shit like that still. There's another I'm, show that we reviewed for this called uh, uh, Victor and Valentino. That one came out last year, and that one is very, very similar to regular show and, and Adventure Time. Those shows that really fall in line with that like weirdness and that oddness. It's very similar to that, except it's about these two Mexican boys who explore kind of like... Mexican fables, Mexican, you know, shit like that. It's because it takes place in Mexico. And that one felt like it was all those parts that were kind of associated with Mexicans, except it's Latinos working on it. So it didn't feel as weird. But it's also the thing of like in animation and probably the stuff you don't like, like it's they work in stereotypes. Like it's the easiest way to depict a culture. Yeah, and I feel like that's what animation does a lot of time. But there is a movement by Latinos to like represent us more accurately. And I think one of those shows is Victor and Valentino because it follows in line with that trajectory. And it's also people who worked on those shows and didn't get as much credit. I guess. Yeah, I feel like animation in general or like cartoons are very white. I mean, I guess everything in general is very white, but yeah, you know, it just presents Mexicans as exotic so, so, so often. Yeah. But, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. You think it's going to get renewed? I think it got renewed already. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy this fool's still making shit, because I feel like he's he's funny and, like, weird. And it's it's also just, like, a good distraction. Like, it's this zaniness of this world. Like, even yeah. the Tom, it's still, like, the formula's still the same. Mm-hmm. Like, something... Yeah mundane is gonna set this off into like fourth dimensional or whatever mm-hmm. all right so let's move on so the last one you, you introduce it michelle the last one is an animated series called the lower decks and it's supposed to be about star trek but like the people that work in the lower decks yeah created by created by mike McHan, mike mahan from rick and morty fame so what'd you think i actually really liked it I was never into Star Trek. I wasn't, like, a Trekkie or anything. But, like, based off of, like, Picard and, like, this series, I feel like a lot of it is calling out Star Trek. Like, it's a less serious take on this fucking world that's always so serious. Yeah, but also I feel like it's also it's also calling out Star Trek for, like, the bullshit or, like... The bureaucracy? Yeah, and they've always been kind of presented as this very, like, progressive... Like, this very progressive association, and, like, I feel like these last two series that have come out about it... Are more critical? Yeah, have been, like, calling them out, like, on their shit. 
Yeah, no, I think that's good too. I think that's that's a good point for a franchise or an IP to reach because then it like starts to examine itself. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Kara? I really enjoyed it. I think like a show like this makes the world richer because like it can explore. It's also animated, so it can explore like more like more of the fantastical elements of yeah. the of the universe of the Star Trek universe. Yeah, but also without like making it so serious mm-hmm. i feel like shit like guardians of the galaxy and atman i guess also they were people really liked them because they didn't take everything as seriously mm-hmm. like they were a lot more easy to follow they're kind of like zany if like the zombie premise was like um like an episode of like the actual star trek it'd be very serious yeah, like dramatic score <laughs> like oh my god like we're trapped we're not gonna make it out of this like this person died yeah but instead they opted out for like highlighting this ridiculous moment where like these two people fall in love during mm. this like yeah. zombie outbreak. yeah it doesn't hold anything like sacred mm-hmm. like it makes fun of everything of star trek and of like the usual tropes in like a TV show. Yeah. I was surprised by this one. I, I didn't, ex- I wasn't expecting to like it, but as soon as I saw that, like Mike Mahan, the guy, the guy who he co-created uh solar opposites with Justin Merlin, the uh, reviewed that the HBO, I'm sorry, Hulu animated series about aliens. And he's also like basically like the resident nerd on Rick and Morty. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. I, I mean, like it made sense that he was a part of this and like, it had, a, it had like, some of that humor that you would expect from something like Adult Swim or whatever. But it was, I, I don't know if it's on their website. Uh, it's on CBS All Access, right? Yeah. What are they doing with that? Is it, like, a streaming service or is it, like, is this on TV? No, it's a streaming service. And, like, that's what, that's, like, what some people were complaining about is that, like, this is a second Star Trek thing to be released. But, like, it's behind a paywall. So, like not a lot of people can access it. Mm. I, I mean, I thought, like, watching... Like, the first episode was funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, did I like the first episode? Or was it a good story? Mm. Like, it didn't have much of a story in that... Like, making fun of Star Trek doesn't make it a story. Well, it's also gave it the character... Like, it gave us a chance to see the characters interact with each other uh-huh. and, like, isolate them from the larger... Like, the two main characters are isolated from the larger, like... Yeah. I guess maybe, like, I'm used to expecting a story from Star Trek. Like, it's it's the the lack of kind of a direction with the show Mm. that makes it stand out as, like, completely different. It's like, I mean, it's ultimately just about, like, these characters hanging out. Like, really, it literally is Mm -hmm. just about these characters hanging out. There's no, like... There's no, like, narrative to it, which is... But, like, I think in that, it becomes interesting because, like, you get to find out more about the world and, like, the kind of, like, the insignificance... The little insignificances that the world doesn't show because it's not that, like, dramatic or, like, interesting. Mm -hmm. But overall, I mean, I I enjoyed... And I thought it was genuinely funny and, like, crude and, like, kind of over the top. I wasn't expecting it to be... To go that far with certain things like i thought it was just gonna be like a very tame show mm-hmm. are they doing like a star trek expanded universe it seems like i don't they're doing some like damage control for their or like let's revitalize our image kind of shit yeah i mean everything that i've watched from 
Star Trek. Like you said earlier, like everything was just like super serious, like most of the time. And like, this was fun. So it was refreshing because it's like, you still kind of get that universe and that lore, but like, you just get to have fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately, is it about anything? Well, no, I feel like if anything, it's more about like the characters and like their development. Yeah. I see that. It also just kind of like seems like like a story about like like the people that we don't really think about in like working spaces. So like an example I could think of is like in a cooking environment, like chefs versus the line cooks. Like the chefs get all the praise and then the line cooks they're pretty much doing everything but like they get like the shit end of a stick. Yeah, it's very much like that. This is that format of like the people you don't see and yeah. how they prop up the people that we do see. Yeah. yeah. And she even explains it. Uh, she's like, yeah, we're in the lower decks. We're like the underdogs or something, you know? Or like, yeah, it's much cooler because we're the underdogs and we're cool because we're not like the top deck. But Yeah, I mean, but I, I kudos to the Star Trek IP because they're like, they're trying Let's just to make, make something, something to make fun of us. Yeah. Like, we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, are they making fun of like diehard Star Trek fans? I think they are and they aren't. Because it, it seems like they care about the world. Like it, it, this doesn't seem like it was made by somebody who hated Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like there was a lot of like love for it, but just also like wanting to see new story, different stories. Like also like changing the camera perspective from like the bureaucrats of like the hierarchical structure of the, the ship and looking at the people who are, yeah, like not, not as important as Michelle said. Yeah, that and I feel like so, this. Yeah, just so just want to. I just want to iterate that Michelle said that line cooks are not important. That's not what I said. I said That's that exactly. Michelle well, said, no, that, said that they get the short end of the stick. No, she said that line cooks suck. They should be paid less. I did not say that. Wow, no, Michelle, Michelle, leave that wow. in. Boost that. Boost that. Michelle. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. Also, I feel like this brings in like new or different audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also concerned with, like, how are they going to get this out there? Who the fuck is watching CBS All Access? I don't know, dude. I feel like that's where they're fucking up is that they're just putting everything behind a paywall. Because it's like, if you're not already interested in Star Trek, why are you going to pay for this access to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's a trend with, like, shows with this kind of premise where they, like, poke at, like... Themselves? Themselves. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the the robot chicken Star Wars thing. I think they had the blessing of the of like George Lucas, but it wasn't them working on it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Robot Chicken had these these half hour specials where they would it was like dedicated to just Star Wars. Mm. Family Guy did too. There there have been these things. It's just like this one feels different because it feels in house mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've seen this as much lately. Like I mean, this is essentially like. Rosencrantz and mm-hmm. Gildenberry, Gilden, Gilden Kaka or whatever, Lion King one and a half type beat. Anyway, what would you rate it? I think I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I feel like I give everything a four out of five, except mm-hmm. Crossing Swords. But yeah, I really like. That. <laughs> I like the. How many has? How many has? There were like many has given. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, um, I just really liked it because 
I thought it, it made Star Trek approachable and enjoyable and not boring. No. <laughs> Tell no us how you really feel. Tell us how you really fucking feel. Dude, have I'm you told Alan this? this? Well, I tried to watch... Fuck, which one's the one with... I think it was Voyager. I tried to watch Voyager. I and like the born? first... Yeah, dude. Like, I was just like, dude, even for me, that... It was just, You're like, when does Doctor Who come out? <laughs> Pretty much. I was waiting for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's more approachable. So if you don't really like Star Trek, I would recommend watching this. But it also like is that a barrier of entry? Like do you have like, to be interested in Star Trek. Like even me though, when you recommended this, I was like, why the fuck would I want to watch this? And why does she keep wanting to watch? Yeah. But also this is. I'm reading this real quick, but it this is the second animated Star Trek show. Oh, I didn't know that. But that was in the 70s. But I'm not oh. a Trekkie, so... Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that is a barrier of entry. Like, if you're not interested in Star Wars, why the fuck would you watch this? Star, Star Wars. Wow, wow, wow. Star, Star wow, Wars, wow, Star wow. Trek. Sorry. If you're not interested in Star Trek, you probably aren't interested in this. Like, we had to I've- seek this out kind of thing i think you could still be interested in it but i feel like it's going to be hard for those people to even think to give it a chance because i think it's just going to be like a bunch of star trek lore and stuff like that and i mean there is some but like i said like it's still enjoyable even if you're not a star trek fan yeah for sure yeah what about you karen it was fun yeah i don't know if i would like i don't know if i'm going to continue watching yeah i don't think i am either I'll give it a 3.8. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It's it's fun. It gave us, like, a good background into the world and, like, the premise. But, yeah, I don't know if, like, I wanted to seek it. It's also hard to watch. No? Like, where are we going to watch it from? Mm. It's also new, no? Yeah. It just came out. It just premiered. We caught it on the first episode. Oh, wow. So timely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those shows where, like, I... Wouldn't mind watching it, but I don't think I want to seek it out. Yeah. And I think it's because, yeah, I'm not invested in the world. All those those extras, those like references I didn't get. I, I'm not a, like I didn't. I wasn't moved to look them up. It's a well-made show, and the barrier of entry is that like you have to be interested at least in the world mm-hmm. of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And if you're not interested, you're probably not even seeking the show out, which makes it tough. I feel like that might make it tough, but also it'll be fine because there are so many Star Trek fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go 3.8. It might get renewed. Yeah. Also, it's, like, family-friendly, right? It's adult animation. Ish. Yeah, it's adult animation. No? Yeah? It's for adults. Like, it's an adult animation thing. Did they curse? Yes, I think so. Mm. Well, then scratch that. It's not family friendly. <laughs> well, Star Trek is family friendly. I think like, it's like in TV general, 14. but this one is like, you know, a little raunchy, a little risque. Yeah. So I it, mean, adds, also like, it adds a little flavor to the universe. Like, I don't think, I don't think it goes as far as Rick and Morty, but it is in that vein, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, it's kind of it. I'm, it's probably gonna, I'm probably gonna forget it, bro. Yeah, I feel ba- I feel really bad because it was an enjoyable first episode. Yeah. I just don't think that I'm gonna continue watching it. 
I feel like that's an issue with a lot of Star Trek shit. Mm-hmm. Like the people who really like it, the newer stuff, like the remake, Discovery, and then Picard. Like the people who like it, like it, but no one else. <laughs> Motherfuckers aren't watching that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that like, like also, this is just a, a thought. Now that it's hard to shoot things like production, I feel like we might see more animation now because you can work on things remotely. You don't have, you can record things remotely. Like you, you don't have to have the same physical, you know, whatever mm-hmm. yeah. restraints that you have with the pandemic and you can just work through this. And I, I read that this show, the production shifted to like online, like through Zoom calls or whatever. Mm. I mean, animation's still struggling with the pandemic too because like Funimation, like has been super behind on their dubbing and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But I just meant, like, just the... It doesn't limit the fact that, like, you you need to shoot people. Like, if you don't have that. Yeah. As yeah. much. But, you know, it's just a thought. Who knows if it'll actually be like that. Who knows how long it should actually last. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. All right, guys. <laughs> that was a depressing note to end on. Yeah, that was. That was you. You, you, you. Or which one or of I guess of these yeah, yeah, shows yeah. that we talked about, which one was your favorite? Close enough, I think. Yeah, same. You? Yeah, I guess that's the one that I'm gonna continue watching, if anything. Yeah. So, that one seems the most entertaining mm-hmm. and like sharpest. I think that this is the, the the sad part about this is that like all these shows are kind of forgettable. <laughs> and that sucks because like I don't know. It, it's 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 tough for animation to like really hit. Like it's very rare when animation stuff hits. Like I think that's why Rick and Morty is so fascinating because a show like that doesn't always work. Like it doesn't hit the same way with people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with animation, it's a lot easier to just ignore narrative arcs and just do episodic stuff. Yeah, and that's but why I mean, like I- it doesn't really hit. I f- I feel like you forget about all this because. Every episode is technically, like, inconsequential. I mean, yes and no. Like, Rick and Morty, well, that's also the, the issue that Rick and Morty has. Like, people want it to stop being, to have, like, an overarching arc. Like, they want it to just be episodic. Mm. So it, it's, it's, it's tough, because, like, I think they started off doing episodic, and then they moved more into, like, the serialized stuff mm. in the second season. But, again, I think it's just tough, because adult animation... Is hard to like really hit yeah. like something like Bojack isn't always going to be a thing. Yeah. Also, Bojack was going to get could have got canceled. Tukum Burry got canceled. They got renewed for something else, but mm-hmm. they got canceled through Netflix. Yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting time for animation, but like I, I'm glad to see new shit out there and new shit coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable and stuff geared towards adults too. Yeah, that's always yeah. fun. Glad to see they're still not, like funding for it out there. Even if, like, I know it sucks because these guys are underpaid a lot. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I, I got to stop it. <laughs> depressing ass note. Like, it's so nice, but also this bad Yeah, this thing. is really nice. And then, like, but too bad they're exploited very badly. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, rate us. I love you. All right, bye. <laughs>